You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. College football today. Championship Saturday is here. An hour from kickoff. Doesn't get better than this. Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello live from Studio 34, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Here at Fantasy Sports, we've partnered up with a great organization. It's called DKMS. It's looking to delete blood cancer throughout the nation, looking for blood donors. It's an organization that Rich and I have spoken about over the last few months. Rich, it's affected our families, and we're doing a great job here at Fantasy Sports with a new fantasy game. Yeah, the fantasy game will allow fans of the sport, fans of the NFL, to play fantasy football, get entered into a pool at the end of the season with a shot to win Super Bowl tickets. Listen, it's uh, it's December. It's the season of giving. You know, you can give gifts, which are fantastic, but how about giving the gift of life in December? There's no better gift than that. Become a donor. Head on over to DKMS and uh, and play fantasy football. Have some fun with a shot to uh, to win Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, it's a great organization. Go to DKMS.com or DKMS.org or go to to play the game to win Super Bowl 52 tickets. DailyRoto.com backslash DKMS. That's Daily roto.com backslash dkms or go to rotoexperts.com backslash dkms or call 844-843-6879 that's 844-843-6879 join play and win it's a win-win for everyone rich we talked about some of the conference championships uh, a very intriguing one we talked about the mac and terry bowden i mean he another intriguing one that we we gonna touch on next hour is memphis and ucf i mean if scott frost wins this game do you feel like there's an opportunity he could go outside in Nebraska and possibly, you mentioned Oregon or, or another uh, Power 5 team? Yeah, in terms of the young coaches, the lesser established coaches, Joe, nobody's hotter right now than Scott Frost. He's been linked to Nebraska, his alma mater. Nebraska, think about this, Nebraska has to get Scott Frost. If they don't, I don't even know what direction they go in. I mean, do you, do you pull out a Brett Bielema at this point? Would you go Brett Bielema? It's a possibility. He knows I mean, they, the terrain. He's an Iowa a graduate he knows that part of the country he did have success in the Big Ten from his days at Wisconsin but Scott Frost obviously angling for a promotion same thing with Mike Norvell I love the quarterback matchup Mackenzie Milton for the Knights uh, Riley Ferguson the former Tennessee transfer for Memphis both of these offenses averaging close to 50 points a game UCF more athletic talent more athletic speed Memphis is more vulnerable defensively I think they'll trade blows throughout but at the end of the day as long as the tank isn't empty for UCF after that South Florida game I, I think I think UCF gets a little bit of a late cover, maybe wins by 10 to 13 points. Yeah, I look at their quality of opponents over the last couple of weeks. South Florida and Temple, you look at Memphis's quality opponents over the last three games, SMU, East Carolina, and Tulsa. East Carolina and Tulsa, two of the worst defenses in college football. So keep an eye out for that. Those teams were a combined 12 and 24, 333 winning percentage. When we come back, Big 12 Championship, Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello, live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Studio 34.
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Big 12 championship, Gary Patterson and TCU, Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. These teams played three weeks ago in which Oklahoma got the dominating 38-20 win. It's a rematch. Kenny Hill healthy coming off a 26-36 performance, 325 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions in the 45-22 home win over Baylor. I think TCU gets the upset here. I like Gary Patterson. I like their ability to run the football. I'm not sold on Oklahoma in a big spot. Really? Yeah, I I disagree. I mean, I, I think Oklahoma is just... An unstoppable force right now with Baker Mayfield. I usually like to champion more balanced programs. They don't have a great defense. They could be vulnerable defensively. But in the biggest matchup of the day, the quarterbacks, you have such a disparity between Baker Mayfield and Kenny Hill. In this spot, I don't have a lot of confidence in Kenny Hill. He no longer has Darius Anderson. That offense has not done a great job of utilizing their wide receivers. Good offensive line. I'll give TCU that. TCU that, But I don't think they can keep pace with Oklahoma. I mean, Baker is on such a roll. I talked about it earlier in the show. His complement of players in the offseason, we wondered who, you know, who are going to be the skill position stars this year. Well, it turns out that it's Rodney Anderson and a deep backfield. Trey Sermon has chipped in, Abdul Adams. And those wide receivers could cause problems with a TCU defense that is banged up, won't have their safety. Nick Orr in the first half of the game, he'll come back in the third quarter. But C.D. Lamb, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews over the middle. I just think too many weapons along with that offensive line, a bunch of street fighters led by Orlando Brown. Oklahoma, Joe, too hot right now. I think they win and they cover. Well, you bring up great points about about this game. Here's what I look at when I break it down from a quarterback perspective. How injured was Kenny Hill prior to that game against Oklahoma? His production had tailed off. He took a week off, came back last week, and played very well against the Baylor Bears. But that defense of TCU last week, eight sacks against the Bears offense. I mean, they're stepping up. They're only holding opposing offenses to 90 rushing yards per game. They're giving up 220 24 rushing uh, passing yards to opposing quarterbacks, but they do have 40 total sacks, Rich, and they're holding opposing offenses to 29% on third downs. I think they run the football, keep Baker Mayfield on the sidelines. Here's the matchup as well. When you look at Oklahoma's defense last week against West Virginia, even though they dominated the Mountaineers, West Virginia put up 251 rushing yards on the in the Wildcat. Look for Kyle Hicks to utilize that formation today. And I give the huge coaching advantage in a rematch spot to Gary Patterson over first-year head coach Lincoln Riley. Yeah, it's tough to bet against Gary Patterson, one of the best defensive minds in the country. He's been thinking about this game, this rematch, the possibility of it for the past few weeks. Has a lot of defensive talent, good defensive speed. Matt Boson 
Last week against Baylor, a former Juco transfer, five and a half sacks, and he's not even a player we've talked about exclusively. But again, I'll harp on those defensive injuries. You have to be at full strength against this Oklahoma offense. Just an unstoppable team balance. I love teams with balance. They could run it behind the offensive line. Baker is just tremendous on deep balls, play action passes. TCU might hang, might compete more than they did the first time around, but I'm telling you, I, I, I don't see that TCU defense stopping Oklahoma. I'm not sure if anyone before we get to the playoffs could stop that Oklahoma offense. Well, right they now. seem to be in a groove. I mean, this is an Oklahoma offense that's rushing for 215 yards on the ground per game, and they're passing for 377 yards through the air with Baker Mayfield. What can you say? He's been playing lights out. He's completing 71% of his passes, 4,097 yards, 37 touchdowns, five interceptions. And you mentioned Mark Andrews. I think his ability to be utilized on nickelbacks and linebackers, the way they utilized him against Ohio State, can be a matchup in this ballgame. But TCU, a very fast, quick defense. I think it does come down to their offense, though. Their ability to run the football, and that's the one thing when you look at Oklahoma, not a dominant front seven in terms of run support. They're giving up 149 rushing yards per game. And look for Kenny Hill, his legs, to put pressure on the whole. Oklahoma's defense on the perimeter. Well, think about this, Joe. If you're right and TCU wins, how ironic would that be that, you know, people have been clamoring for a Big 12 title game for years. I didn't think it was an absolute necessity. They don't need it this year because you've got your representative in Oklahoma. What would happen if after seven years being in dry dock, if they bring back the Big 12 title game and TCU ruins it? Because if TCU wins, they are not going to the playoff and the Big 12 will be shut out. Yeah, here's another factor why I like TCU in this ballgame overall. It does come down to turnover margin. TCU enters this matchup plus six in turnover margin. And when you look at Oklahoma's ability to generate quarterback pressures, only 23 sacks as a defensive unit, that can be a cause of concern against a mobile quarterback in Kenny Hill. So we, we'll see how it plays out. I like TCU here. I think they get a high-scoring 37-33 to 33 victory. I don't think it'll be in the 50s like some of these games in the Big 12, but I think it does come down to TCU's ability to run the football. Here's the other interesting factor that we brought up. If Ohio State wins and Georgia wins and TCU knocks out Oklahoma in this ballgame, is there any way or any scenario that a Big 12 champ champ or a Big 12 team is in the college football playoff? I don't think so. I think that's where Alabama steps up and fills the void. I I think a one-loss Alabama team... That one loss coming at Auburn last weekend. TCU's got a couple of losses already played horribly against Iowa State. Good Iowa State team. We both love Matt Campbell. We like what the Cyclones do, but they didn't even score an offensive touchdown in that loss to the Cyclones. So I think Big 12 would be boxed out. Let's turn our attention to the Mountain West, see if we could talk a little Definitely. Uh, Fresno State and Boise oh. State rematch of last weekend's game. Jeff Tedford has to be named as Coach of the Year. Well, I mean, when you look at what he's been able to do, that team was 1-11 in 2016. They dominated Boise State last week at home 28-7. to 
17, Marcus McMarion put up 332 passing yards on Boise State. Offensive line's playing very well for, for Fresno. They've only allowed seven total sacks as an offensive line, and their defense rock solid in run support. I like Fresno State here. I think they get the victory. One week, to me, does not matter. I'm not sold on Brett Ripper nor Cozart at the quarterback position for Boise either. I'll take the points. I don't put too much stock into last week, Joe, because I, I think both teams were limiting the playbook. They knew they were going to be facing off this weekend. They kind of knew the game was going to be uh, at Boise State, so home field advantage really wasn't at stake in that matchup. I think Boise State wins tough on the blue turf at home. But Fresno State's defense and what Jeff Tedford and that staff have done, Marcus McMarion behind center, Keyshawn Johnson on the outside, really gave problems to the Broncos secondary last week. But defensively, vastly underrated. I think this is a close game. Boise State wins it late but they're getting more than a touchdown. I'll take the Bulldogs. Yeah, Boise State, when you look at their production, I mean, they're going to need plays out of Cedric Wilson, especially in the passing game. But again, when you look at the balance of Fresno State here, they're rushing for about 159 yards on the ground, passing for over 200 yards through the air. And Marcus McMarion, that transferred from Gary Anderson in Oregon State, has played very well in the system. When you look at Fresno as well, plus nine in turnover margin, I think that'll translate on the road in Idaho later today and they're only given up 117 rushing yards to opposing offenses. Third down defense very well, holding opposing quarterbacks to 36%. That's the difference. I think Tedford has done a fantastic job. I think they get the win. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I like the way you open this uh, this conversation in terms of coach of the year. Uh, there, there have been a lot of small school coaches that have gotten uh, justifiable credit. Bill Clark at UAB, Scott Frost naturally at UCF, some bigger school coaches, Mark Richt at Miami for what he has done. But Jeff Tedford, you know, when, when Jeff was hired, people said, retreat, why are you bringing him back? He, you can't turn around that program in the Valley. In one season, hard to imagine with the talent he inherited that they're on the brink of possibly winning a Mountain West championship. Yeah, it's incredible. One in 11. And they entered this matchup 9-3 and three overall. So Stunning turnaround. Unbelievable. It is an 8 o'clock kick or 7.30. I believe it's in Idaho as the Big Ten championship games are going on along with the ACC. This game will be going on as well. So you're, you're taking Boise in the outright win? I, I like Fresno to back uh, I, it up. I think Boise State holds serve. They win at home, but I would take the points and take yeah, Fresno They're getting State. 9 on the road. They won this matchup 28-17 to 17 last week. We'll talk about the Sun Belt game between Troy and Brandon Silvers, and you look at Arkansas State. I like Arkansas State here. I think they're a very blue-collar team playing much better in run support over the last three games, holding opposing offenses to only 72 rushing yards per game. That's the difference. I think they get a 10-point win. Listen, I realize the college football world is not going to pay attention to this game, but it's a really good matchup. The winner will have no less than a share of the Sunbelt Conference title. Two similar teams, solid on defense. They'll be able to run the ball. I'll take Arkansas State as well. 4-0 in Jonesboro this year. Have also won four straight against Troy and they've scored at least 35 points in each of those victories. So really good job by Coach Anderson. I think they win. They hold off Troy. Yeah, when you look at Brandon Silver's not the same offense that it was in 2016. When we come back, we'll break down the SEC championship game with former Auburn player Corey Barlow, Joe Lisi, and Ritz Sermonello, live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Studio 34. 
you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Big matchup in the SEC Championship rematch, Georgia-Auburn. If you want to get the insight on the Auburn Tigers, you reach out to a former big-time player from the universities live on the Fantasy Sports Celebrity Guest Line. want to welcome in former Auburn captain, Corey Barlow. Corey, how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. How you guys doing? Uh, doing well. Great matchup. Rematch between Georgia and Auburn. I mean, a lot of momentum for this Auburn Tiger team, but it is all based on the health of Kerryon Johnson. What do you see out of Gus Malzahn and the coaching staff, and more importantly, out of Kerryon Johnson's health later today? He's not going to miss a game this big. You know, I, I you know, a big-time player like that, you know, it, it, you got to carry him off the field. He, he's going to play in this football game. My opinion, he's going to play in this football game. But uh, if he, you know, if he can't play, then I'm quite sure that uh, Coach Malzahn and, and, and the offensive staff, they're going to have another great plan put in place for Georgia. Corey, uh, we've heard it all week. Uh, it's championship weekend, a lot of rematches. You know, we've heard the saying how difficult it is to beat a team for a second time. Why is that? Explain to our audience why that gets thrown around so often this time of year. You know, for the mere fact that, you know, when you got two teams, they match up very evenly on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, Auburn had a great game. They had a great game plan in the first matchup. But um, you, you just don't know. And, and you know, the guys on, on the Georgia side, they got a lot of pride. They got a lot of pride. You know, they, they were this SEC football, and they were really beat in the last football game. So, you know, we're going to see how it goes tonight. Corey, when you talk about this rivalry, it's the SEC's oldest rivalry game. I mean, we've seen it during the regular season, but how special is it to take place in Atlanta for the SEC championship and more importantly with a college football playoff appearance on the line? You know, it's big. Um, And I'm going to talk from the Auburn point of it. See, I don't think everybody – I don't think people realize how many Atlanta, how many Georgia guys is on the uh, Auburn roster. Uh, It's been like that for a long time. So you got a bunch of guys from Auburn that's actually coming home to play football today. So, you know, it's it's big time. I know we're in Georgia. I know it's it's, it's Atlanta. But, you know, we got a lot of guys from Atlanta that's on that Auburn team. Corey, uh, break down the defense for us. I, I think that'll be the difference in this game. Uh, I, I, the Auburn defense is the best unit in this matchup. But talk a little bit about the Auburn defense, the evolution of this unit, and what Kevin Steele has done uh, as the defensive coordinator. Coach Steele has done a great job, you know, with, with this group. Um, you know, and, and also, you know, you got to give credit to Coach Rodney Garner, the defensive line coach. Um, you know, he's a guy that's been a part of Auburn. He's a, he's a guy that played when Auburn was just hard-nosed football, you know, on the Pat Dye. And this defensive line reminds me of those defensive lines that I used to play against, I mean, I, that I used to play with, and that I've seen before that, you know, before me, you know, the guys from the late 80s to the early 90s. I mean, we had some really good defensive linemen, and this defensive line is just as good as those defensive lines. So this, this you know, Coach Steele, Rodney, they're doing a great job with these guys. But, you know, our defense – 
start up front. You know, that great defensive line makes our linebacker great, you know, and it makes the secondary very good. Corey, when you look at good teams and successful teams, they have the ability to win on the road or on a neutral field site. And when you look at Auburn over this season, both of their losses came in Death Valley, one to Clemson and one to LSU, both on the road. Do you feel like that's a mindset? How does the team possibly overcome that when you look at their resume this year? No, like I said before, I don't. You know, I know. I know we're playing in Georgia, but you know, you got to understand, we got a lot of guys on that Auburn team that's you know is from the Georgia, uh, from Georgia, from that Atlanta area. So it's actually a homecoming, you know, to some of these guys, to a bunch of the guys. So you know, and it's a neutral site. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be orange on one side and it's gonna be red on the other side, and we go we gonna get it on at four o'clock. Uh, Corey, Joe brought up a really good point that I didn't think about uh, in our first hour, which is. Georgia has known that they're going to be in this game for weeks. Auburn, not the case, obviously had to wrap up the West uh, last Saturday against Alabama. Any kind of a ticket issue within the stadium where Georgia was able to load up? Is it possible we could see more than a 50-50 audience uh, at Mercedes-Benz today? You could. I mean, you could. You, but you, you, know, you, know, you never know. We just we got to wait till 4 o'clock you know, to see you know, how that's going to turn out. But, um Possibly, um, I, I wish I could tell you that. I wish I wish the the stadium could be full of orange and blue, um, but we know that's not going to happen today. So, um, but I, I don't know. Corey, when you look at the quarterback position, I mean, great success with former Baylor quarterback Jared Stidham that has brought offensive balance to Gus Malzahn and Chip Lindsey, the offensive coordinator. What have you seen out of his progression from the start of the year where you look at that performance on the road where the offensive line allowed 11 total sacks to where we see an offense that hit that's hitting on all cylinders late in the season? You know, he was an experienced quarterback before he came to Auburn. So, you know, obviously he had to, you know, get – he had to come in and, you know, get used to uh, Coach Melzahn's and Coach Hensley's, you know, offensive system. And um, you saw that early on. You know, you, you he, he struggled a little bit. But now, like I say, he's picked everything up. He's hitting on all cylinders right now. You know, he's a, he's a really, really good quarterback at this point in the season. Corey, you're a, you're a defensive back. Uh, you know what it takes to be a successful member of a secondary. I really have marveled at not just the skill and coverage, but also the size and the speed of those Auburn defensive backs. Can you touch a little bit on players like Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, what they've meant to the defense in 2017? You know, one thing about it, and I, I've been saying this all year, those kids are long. You know, it's this, it's, it's, it's random that you can, you know, get some kids with that kind of length in the secondary, you know, with that kind of length and that kind of speed and agility. Um, but those kids are long, you know, they, they, they like to hit, um, you know, they, they got good hands, you know, those, those, the secondary in Auburn is really, really impressive. I mean, I know we talk, we talk about the defensive line a lot, but um, that secondary is impressive also. Corey, uh, when I look at the, the secondary, you mentioned how they're playing. Their ability to tackle into space and, more importantly, play man-to-man coverage is going to be a key factor whether they get this victory uh, against Georgia and their freshman quarterback, Jake Fromm. What can Auburn do from a defensive game plan to force Jake Fromm to beat them? Because if Georgia's able to run the football, I think it could be a long day for Auburn's defense. You said it right there. Auburn has to stop the run. If we stop the run, then, you know, we, we put it into a true freshman hands to try to beat, you know, Auburn University. 
Auburn Tigers, the number two team in the country right now. You know, that's what we need. So right now we, we got to stop the run. We got to stop the run and we want to, we'll see what the freshman is made of. Corey, we our last hour we had on, we had on a Georgia guest, a former wide receiver, Corey Allen. I asked him, what does it mean to win an SEC championship? We, you know, we, we were in this year of the playoffs, so obviously everybody wants to punch a ticket to the playoffs. But talk a little bit about the importance of getting out of this season, winning the hardware, and actually being an SEC champ. You know, we've always thought that the SEC is the toughest conference in college football. You know, we felt like that if you won the SEC, especially when I came up, because it wasn't an SEC championship game. I mean, you had to win your games to win the SEC, and I was fortunate, you know, to win two in the 88 and 89. Came really close to 90. Um, but, you know, it, it's, we're, that's, it's special. You know, we feel like if we win the SEC, we're pretty much the national champions. Um, you know, bottom line, we had to play each other every year. You know, it, it was no easy games. I mean, Weekend, Coach Dow, we used to call it the eight-man corner. You know, you had a stretch of game where it was Georgia, Florida, Alabama. You know, you used to throw like a, a good Southern Miss team in that with Brett Favre. Um, so, it, it, you win the SEC, you know, you, you're, you're considered the best football team in the country. When you look at Gus Miles, when you look at Coach Miles on, I mean, he won the he got to the national championship in 2013, and he's been on the hot seat since that point. Do you feel that 2017 win or lose in the SEC championship game, the pressure's off now? He's lived up to expectations on the planes. I hope so. I mean, I hope so. You, you, he's done a great job. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're Auburn. We're very passionate about football. We want to win championships, you know, just like every other team in the SEC. Um, we're just passionate about our football. But, you know, Coach Mazzone is fine. He, he, he's, he's fine. He just, he just got to, you know, do his job, and he's been doing, it. He's been doing a great job. I mean, Auburn is 10-2 and two right now, number two team in the country. So I don't see why there's pressure on him. Corey, great insight. I wouldn't have any pressure on me. (laughs) Great insight and information. We'll get you on after this game. We'll see where uh, Auburn plays either in the college football playoff or their bowl appearance. We hope you enjoyed it today. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. Former standout for the Auburn Tigers captain. Corey Barlow, I mean, you're talking about back in the day, Stan White, guys like Reggie Slack, Freddie Wagan, Brent Fullwood. Bo Jackson. Bo Jack. Well, that was before he played. He got there around 88. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you look at the lineage of Auburn football players back. I mean, they're used to winning these yeah. type of games. And he said it's going to come with a physicality at 4 p.m. I think the added bonus of these types of games, especially in the SEC, is not only there's so much meaning and so much passion, so many storylines, but this is a rivalry. I, I mean, this a is huge a true rivalry, rivalry yes. game. So we saw the passion a few weeks ago when Auburn played. Georgia now we get a take two with even more at stake now it's an SEC title again chance to get to a a college playoff game so I mean the passion will be through the roof SEC you could say what you want in terms of comparing SEC versus ACC versus Big Ten that's up for debate in terms of mattering in football 
Joe, nothing is bigger than the SEC, and we'll see that today in Atlanta. Tradition, pageantry, and physicality. Make no mistake about it. Maybe the SEC from top to bottom is down from recent years, but the top teams in the conference, as physical and blue-collar as any team in college football, Clemson, anybody you want to talk about, they bring it each and every Saturday. When we come back, we'll be talking to Game Time Decisions host Gabe Morenci, get his best bets for later in the day. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Studio 34. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Conference USA Championship taking place in just about 20 minutes. If you want to talk Conference Championship best bets, you talk with Game Time Decisions host Gabe Marenzi. Gabe, we know you love FAU today in about 20 minutes from now. Yeah, you know what? That must be the reason why the number went down. It's down to 11 right now. People are fading me. (laughs) Let's do a quick market uh, check here, guys. There's been quite a bit of line movement uh, since we've last spoken uh, about an hour ago. People agreed uh, with all of our um, our Akron plus the points assessments. That's down to 20 and a half uh, right now. Uh, Memphis money pouring in a full line move. Uh, went from seven and a half to sitting at six and a half. And people keep betting the under of this game. The, the, the total sitting at 80 and a half uh, right now. Similar situation. I just sat here an hour ago and told you guys I like the Florida Atlantic Owls uh, minus the 12, 12 and a half over 73. Well, now you can lay 11, 71. This number's come down to 71, 11. Uh, money continues to, to flow in here uh, on uh, on the Georgia Bulldogs, guys. Georgia Bulldogs are now minus one and a half point favorites. That's a four point swing from the original two and a half uh, that opened up. Uh, people are jumping all over Wisconsin right now. This was six this morning, sitting at four points right now. Wisconsin Badgers getting four. Uh, money starting to come in on Boise State up to nine and a half. And I, I got—I want to share my thoughts on that game. And uh, the money coming in on Clemson. Clemson sitting in an even 10-point favor right now. So the money's starting to flow in right now, guys, across the board on every game. Gabe, uh, let, let's go to uh, Indianapolis. Uh, very interested in this matchup between Wisconsin and Ohio State. I like Wisconsin. Joe favors Ohio State. Give us a breakdown. Uh, what are you seeing? Why do you think the line, uh, why so much money is going to the Badgers right now? I think uh, I think this is sharp money. I think this is wise guy money. I don't think this is frat boy 
uh, drunk money, guys betting $20. You know, the fact is, this is the sixth, this is the seventh uh, Big Ten championship football game. There's been six of them before this. Uh, the favorite has never covered the point spread before, and the underdog has actually won this game four out of the six times. The Big Ten championship game has been a game of upsets. I think Ohio State are overrated. You notice there's a lot of, uh, you know, that's the first time that happened to Urban Meyer, uh, happening a lot in, in the last uh, couple of months. We'll start off with the beatdown in the, in the playoffs against Clemson. Whoa, worst playoff loss of his life. Oh, he's going to be real angry, you know, next year. Boom, Oklahoma beat him down. You know, Iowa, Iowa run the ball down their throat. I think Ohio State, guys, and the Big Ten had a, such an inferiority complex you know, compared to the SEC, they said we got it. We got to recruit speed. We got to get faster. We got to get faster. And Ohio State did. And Ohio State is a very SEC type team. Obviously, with Urban Meyer uh, recruiting. But with that being stated, we're still in the Big Ten, baby, and we still play Smash Mouth football out here in the Midwest. And last week, Michigan are not a very good running football team. We know this, guys. You know, I don't know how it's possible that you know. They, you know, the, Bo Schembechler's Michigan Wolverines don't have a running back and an offensive line. But we saw, man, Chris Evans looked like Captain America out there last week. You know, he was popping off big runs. The Michigan offensive line was 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 pushing Ohio State off, off the line of scrimmage a bit, and they're nowhere as near as physical as the Wisconsin Badgers are. If John O'Corn would have completed a couple of more passes, Michigan wins that game outright, and never mind how poorly it was officiated. Uh, but Michigan covered a point spread last week against these guys. Ohio State are overrated and beatable. Ohio State beat up on bad teams. They can't answer the bell against a physical smash melt team like Wisconsin. Wisconsin's going to prove all the doubters and the haters wrong. Badgers win this game outright. I don't even need the points. Wisconsin's going to win this game outright. Wow. The Vegas Sharps are on uh, the Vegas. I know a lot of Vegas money out there on Wisconsin, Gabe, because of the the six games in a row that the underdog has covered. Uh, Do you see the mobility at the quarterback position playing out for Ohio State? Well, you know, I'm one of these uh, I'm one of these guys that I might be in the minority on this one. As someone is betting on Wisconsin, I prefer if JT Barrett plays. Hoskins is an unknown. He's a variable that. It's difficult to game plan against. And truth be told, I think Haskins has a better arm than JT Barrett does. We saw we saw that uh, Ohio State couldn't throw the ball last week against Michigan. Haskins comes in. This guy's throwing bullets. Reminded me when Cardell Jones uh, came in out of the blue for them. So as a betting man, I actually prefer if a sort of hobbled JT Barrett is out there just doing his thing. And I respect JT. He's a good quarterback. But let's be real. You know, he's not – defensive coordinators aren't losing sleep uh, over J.T. Barrett beating uh, them with his arm. And if he's not 100%, I prefer if he's on the field than Haskins. Haskins is a dangerous player that uh, looks like he's going to be a star next year. I think it's a really interesting point. I, I tend to agree with it. I'd, I'd rather Wisconsin face J.T. Barrett. He's had a lot of down moments, I think, uh, against that defense tonight. He could struggle. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Oklahoma TCU. Again, Joe and I disagree here as well. I like Oklahoma. Too much offense, too much momentum for Baker Mayfield. Joe likes TCU. Actually, a lot of people seem to like TCU. Offense or defense? Who wins that showdown? Well, you know, I'm sure Sooner, Sooner Nation had a chill down their spine last night as I told the world that I think the Oklahoma Sooners, I think the Oklahoma Sooners, 
will win the national championship. And obviously it starts at today. Listen, you know, it, there's two schools of thought about this football game. You know, they got out to a 38-14 lead in the first half. So they absolutely smashed uh, the Horned Frogs in the first half uh, when they played. Uh, yet they got shut down in the second half. They didn't score. Did, did Oklahoma sort of pack it up and say, all right, let's just coast to a victory here? Or did TCU actually figure something out? I, you know, I, I don't believe that the, you know, I think the Oklahoma Sooners are just too much right now. You know, they, they, they have talent. You know, we're talking about a team that can throw the football, they can run the football, they can come up with big plays on defense. It's like they play downhill, man. It's like it's slanted. Everything seems to be falling into place for this football team. Baker Mayfield completing 71% of his passes is just so freaking accurate, man. You know, I like the running back. I like the wide receivers. There's nothing not to like about this Oklahoma team. And we seem to see a theme here, man. Kirby Smart, young coach, got Georgia uh, right here knocking on the door. We have another uh, inexperienced coach uh, right here knocking on the door, a rookie coach at that, a very young guy. Somebody, unfortunately, you know, younger than uh, younger than me and uh, Rich, but I'm not sure about Joe. Actually, Joe looks like he's like 27. So. <laughs> Joe's birthday is Monday. Any uh, desire to to sing a, or hum a few bars of happy birthday to our mutual friend and brother Joe Lisi? Uh, yeah, You're a former a musician. Like Come a on, heavy, heavy metal version. Really? <laughs> happy birthday, Joe! There you go. Happy birthday, Joe! No, <laughs> it's called football, like Joe. Happy birthday, Joe! Uh, there you go. Wow, and that's like Ramon style, little New York. Ramon, little Joey, little CBGBs. Oh, I was, little CBGB I was, action. These guys, Ken Hills had a nice year, but I just think Baker Mayfield's going to put the icing on this Heisman Trophy run, and they're going to smash these guys. I don't think TCU is going to be able to keep up. Yeah, I, I think we're looking at it's going to be like, you know, one of these 40, 40, 42, 21 type games. I think uh, I think Oklahoma win by double digits, guys. Well, let's talk about the ACC championship. The U and Dabo Sweeney. Rich and I are all over the Tigers to make their third straight college football appearance. How do you see it playing out in Charlotte? Yeah, we're in agreement on this one. You know, I think it's bad timing. You look at Georgia. Georgia lost that game. Uh, they lost that game uh, to Auburn. They bounced back. They handled their business against Kentucky. They beat up uh, on Georgia Tech. Um, but, you know, it's a tough situation, I think, if you're Miami right now, to try to bounce back after that loss. It's so soon. You're going from my, you know, back to from Pittsburgh back to Miami. Like, wow, what 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 the heck just happened to us uh, here? I think the confidence of the quarterback. Is completely shot. I don't think Rick did him any favors when he took him out of the football game last week. Uh, Miami don't have their best receiver. Well, I'm not going to say their best receiver, but, you know, because Barrios is there, but they don't have one of their stud wide receivers. They don't have their tight end. They got beat up in that football game last week uh, against Pitt as well. I just don't see them picking themselves up off the mat. And, you know, we can talk about Nick Saban, but, and Nick Saban is the best coach in college football. But I'll tell you, the second best coach in college football is probably the guy who's going to replace Nick Saban in Alabama when Nick Saban finally retires is Dabo Sweeney. You know, Dabo Sweeney is just a master. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Um, they're absolutely dominant. They've won 10 straight times against top 25 teams. I mean, I think they're like 44-0 in their last 44 games when they hold teams to under 23 points. I, you know, Miami's beat up. It's been a great run for the Miami Hurricanes. Um, but I think it's time to take the chain off 
because they're in a lot of trouble. I think they get shut down in clubs and rolls in this football game. Gabe, great stuff. We'll be tweeting you all day long. We can't wait. All right, guys, let me rattle it off quick. Memphis, Central Florida, over. Akron, plus 21. Florida Atlantic, minus the 11 and over 71. The Oklahoma Sooners going to win minus 7. Georgia gets it done. Fresno State's getting screwed. This game should be in Fresno. They're going to win. Give me the nine points. Clemson rolls. Wisconsin outright bonus picks. Warhawks cover against the Seminoles. And FIU, I don't know why the hell you master favorite. Enjoy the games, guys. Let the and winners sold. Let the winners be yours. It sounded like an auctioneer. That was fun. I was going to say I thought a crazy Eddie. My prices oh, are insane. God. Remember the that? The fact back that in the you day? and I remember crazy Eddie is <laughs> definitely dating ourselves. We are. We're old timers, <laughs> retro. But that's great stuff. He's been hot as a pistol. He's all over Lane Kiffin and FAU. Lane Kiffin tweeting out uh, the next Tennessee. He turned it down. It's great stuff. Lane Kiffin. You have to read Good his for tweets. Football. Very Very some stuff when we come back our best bets for the day joe lisi and rich sermonella live on the fantasy sports radio network studio 34 The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Five minutes to post time. Let's jump into our best picks for the weekend. Rich and I spoke about the ACC championship game. Gabe likes them, too. We're all over Clemson later today. I think they pick up a 17-point victory in dominating fashion. It's championship season. Few teams do it better than Clemson. Their defense, Joe, against the Miami offense could be a mismatch. Now, the one asterisk I'll put here is the Miami defense still very good, strong at the point of attack, very good on the back end with players like Malik Young. So be a little careful. Clemson's offense will get challenged, but I think the defense wins the day. I agree, and Kelly Bryant will have to make plays not only with his legs, but through the air. He's completing 66% of his passes, 12 touchdowns heading into this ballgame. You look at the SEC championship game, we had Corey Allen on, we had Corey Barlow on as well. Got both sides of the fence for both teams. I'm all over my Bulldogs. I picked them at the start of the year. I'm not backing down now, Rich. 14-point win over the Tigers. Well, listen, I have concerns because of on Johnson, but I do like Auburn. I think when you look at the line of scrimmage, this will be a line of scrimmage game. Auburn is just better defensively and offensively. I think because of that offensive line led by Braden Smith, I'm not saying it'll be on Johnson, but I think whether it's Cam Martin or somebody else, I think Auburn will still be able to run the ball better than Georgia, which struggled badly at the line of scrimmage when they met in November. T.C. 
TCU looking for revenge against Oklahoma in Arlington. I think Gary Patterson has the advantage. That video that surfaced will be locker room material for the Horn Frogs, but it's the running game. Kyle Hicks makes a difference, and the health of Kenny Hill, to me, is also the difference. I'll take TCU 37-33 over the Sooners. I think the way Oklahoma is playing right now, Joe, specifically Baker Mayfield and his weapons, I don't know if there's there's not a Big 12 team. There might be a team out there like a Clemson or an Auburn that can beat Oklahoma for sure, but in the Big 12, too much offense. I don't have faith in Kenny Hill. This game might be closer than the regular season matchup. But Oklahoma wins going away. Double digits, I think they cover, and, and obviously Baker will be the star of the show. Mackenzie Milton and UCF, 30 touchdown passes, plus 17 in turnover margin. They have the better offense and defense lines. I think they get a 14-point win over Memphis later today. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think UCF winds up running the table this year in the battle between Scott Frost and Mike Norvell. Both will score a lot of points. UCF has the better defense they cover. I'm all over the mean green. I would take the 10, 11, or 12 points. I think they play FAU very close, but you're all over Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I mean, listen, I go back to that first game, 69-31, to 31, more than 800 yards, 35 first downs. I, I just don't think North Texas has the personnel. Both teams have good offenses. I don't think North Texas has the personnel to stop Lane Kiffin and those Owls. They win go away, going away, one of my best bets. Fresno State got this victory last week at home, 28-17. to 17. I don't see it changing. I love Marcus McMarion. I love the offensive line of the Bulldogs. They pick up, a, I think, a three-point win on the road in Boise. Yeah, different venue. The fact that this game is in Boise changes the outcome in my opinion I think the Broncos win but when you look at that defense of Fresno State you mentioned McMarion who is mobile outside of the pocket I think that Fresno State D keeps this game close low scoring Boise State wins Fresno State covers the Vegas Sharps Rich and Gabe are all over Wisconsin I'm bucking the trend I like JT Barrett and the mobility of Haskins to be utilized in this ball game. Ohio State 24, Wisconsin 14. For a lot of the country, Joe, this is going to be the coming out party for the Badgers who have been doubted all year long. I think they have a statement victory, perfect regular season, Big Ten title, and off to the college football playoff. Wow. Well, one thing is for certain. We'll know who the four teams are later today. Keep it where it is every Saturday. We'll see you in the next week. For Rich Sermonello, this is Joe Lisi. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games, everyone.